Welcome to the word is life, the word is life podcast. Welcome to the word is life, the word is life podcast. Welcome to the word is life, the word is life podcast. Podcast, yeah. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the What Is Life podcast. It is your boy, your host, Sensei Spees in the building. Yes, Mr. Cronkite himself. Back at you with another episode, episode 17. And before we go any further, I gotta let you know that that this episode is being recorded in front of a live studio audience. Pal Pullen is in attendance. He is in the building. So I want to thank him for pulling up. He was going to say a couple of words on the mic, but he was like, you know what? Let me fall back, Dad. Let me let you do what it do. So I appreciate Pal for that. And I appreciate you, wherever you're listening from, whether... You're in the Bahamas, whether you're in Chicago, Dallas, L.A., New York, Niceville, Tennessee, Oregon, Kansas, wherever. I want to thank you, especially if you're in the Ukraine or Norway or Sweden out there. Yo, I appreciate y'all because y'all holding it down out there. Like, I thank y'all for being able to resonate and to be able to respond to the What Is Life podcast because, I mean, when I look at the numbers and see where people are listening from, y'all are highly up there out there. So I thank you for that. I appreciate that. And so wherever you're at, if you're listening to this on the road, if you're camping, if you're quarantined up in the cut in your office, grinding away, if you're gaming or whatever, whatever you're doing, if you're on a walk with your dog, walking your cat, whatever, thank you. I appreciate that. And I really do, because what we're doing is special. We're raising awareness, raising consciousness, pushing it forward as one, and we're growing. We're talking about things that we don't talk about regularly in our day-to-day conversations, in our day-to-day life. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that we're able to come together here and talk about what we've always wanted to talk about. So let's get into it. Episode 17, Patience. When I was in first grade, <laughs> um, we had stayed in Chicago for a little bit. And then my mom wanted to move to Mississippi. So we moved to Mississippi. And... I went to East Lawn Elementary School in Mississippi. (laughs) Man, 
me and the principal, we had beef. We had beef. I mean, I was wilding out. In Japan, I thought I was that guy. I was loved in kindergarten. I was the popular dude, this, that, and the third. I was liked by everybody. Who want to leave that? Such a safe environment. And then you go to Mississippi of all places. Of all places. Of all places. If you don't know Mississippi, do your history. Check your research. Um, you know what I mean? I remember at the Boys and Girls Club, they told us, if you ever see any white rocks on the ground, don't pick it up and sniff them. And that should tell you all you need to know. And if you're not familiar with the Civil War, then um, go on Netflix <laughs> and um, do your history. And you'll you'll understand, or at least be able to kind of understand going up there. But it was crazy. But anyway, me and the principal had mad beef. I'm talking about I get sent up to the principal's office, right? And me and him would be fighting, be pinching, wop, wop. Punch him, whoop, whoop, whoop. It was crazy. But I will never forget we were at lunch. And me and my homies, we were always talking about wrestling and whatnot. Stone Cold, The Rock, whoop, whoop. But this dude comes in with a guitar. (laughs) We were all captivated like, what is going on right now? And he starts singing this song. And he starts doing his thing. Boom, dicka, 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 boom. Be patient, be patient. Don't be in such a hurry. Be patient, be patient. Don't be in such a hurry. So, anyway, as you can tell, the only part of the song that I understood was. Be patient, be patient, don't be in such a hurry. And as a kid, you know, kids, we always in a hurry. We want everything now. And I was one of them kids. I was like, ah, let's go. I was, I was, my mom used to whoop me all the time because I would always get my uniforms dirty. And, you know, we were poor, so, you know, we... (laughs) We, <laughs> I was messing up them clothes, especially them khaki pants. You get mud on them. You get them stained up, them grass stains. <laughs> Good luck trying to get those out in the 90s. You know what I mean? So, early 2000s. So, shout out to my mom. <laughs> I was a rebellious little kid, low key. My mom was whooping my ass. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it was nothing bad. I mean, I would just, you know, when the streetlights came on, you know, I was supposed to be in the house when the streetlights came on growing up. I used to stay after the streetlights. But, you know, you get enough whoopings until there becomes an understanding between you and the parent. So me and my mom, I was like, look, 
my mom understood I was an athlete. I loved being outside. I was sociable. and People resonated with me. So after enough whooping, she was like, all right, look, I trust you. I know you're going to be in the house when you be in the house. So, so I was like nine, eight, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine. I was going in the house by myself at like nine, ten o'clock. I would never stay out too late because I wanted to get inside and play video games. So, because <laughs> my mom was like, look. Like, once you go outside, you stay outside. It ain't no in and out shit. It's either you stay outside or you coming inside. And then I remember when I used to be grounded and whatnot, my friends used to be like, can Spencer come out and play? And <laughs> my mom would be like, <laughs> she'd be like, nah, because he would not know how to stay in and out the house. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm like, what? And you know, it'd be hot in the summertime as a kid. You'd be thirsty. You'd be wanting to go inside and get something to drink. You out there running 100 miles per hour. It's like 102, the humidity up. It's Mississippi, so. But, you know, we develop patience in such ways that we will don't even realize and will never understand until after we go through the experience. That's what's so fascinating about life. We're able to reflect on our past. That's why it's still present with us as we move forward in our future. So, That's like a trinity in itself, a shrine in itself. That's pretty dope when you think about it. So, patience. What is patience? Patience. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. If you did a Google search, patience is defined as the the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. Do you agree with that definition? How come there's people on this earth that test our last nerve? There's just this people on this earth that just really grind our gears or even exterior things like technology. For me, I can deal with people all day, no problem. Besides... We'll go there. We'll get there in a second. But um, yeah, technology. Technology is one of those things that I am impatient with, and I think it's because we're so conditioned to 
how fast these apps and the internet upload so fast, like it's so responsive. We're so used to getting that instant gratification. So as artists in this day and age, in this information age, because as artists, we do give information in the ways that we create because it inspires and it makes the mind work to figure out what is that? What are they trying to say? What are they trying to convey in their creation and this art that they just produce to the world? Everybody will always is always trying to find the deeper meaning, whether they want to admit it or not. That's what keeps us as beings of light on this earth going. Because the more we're enlightened, the more that we seek to be enlightened. I guess that's why my dog pal is so nosy. I guess that's why he keeps coming back to What Is Life podcast. Because he just wants to keep hearing what else there is going on. So patience. Patience is key because in this life, it's all about the process that's why Joel Embiid, whether he was aware of this or not, is preaching, or was preaching, trust the process. Because life in itself is a process. Look how long it takes for a baby to be born. Nine months, right? That's a nine-month process. And if you're into mathematics and you understand number nine, you'll see how impactful that is. And we'll get into that in another episode. But it takes nine months to create a baby. And the whole time we have to trust that manifestation process. And that's why life is so beautiful. It's so precious because we're able to give and receive. And and whatever our intent is behind that we give what we're able to manifest is a creation that can either be so beautiful abundant prosperous or it could be our worst nightmare 
That's why Meek Mill had his album Dreams and Nightmares. Because, yeah, we can have our dreams, but if we don't take advantage of the time that we have to accomplish these dreams. Then life in itself can become a nightmare. Because let's face it, we all get scared when we're lost and don't know where we're going. So we can make a plan all we want. So, But if we don't stick to that plan, then we're lost as a being of light. We're shining our light without a focus and an intent. And if we're not in line with our original intent, then we can't lead. And that leads us down a path of an awareness that we don't want to be in, a light that we don't want to be in. Because you're still lighting your way wherever you go, whether it's in a positive way or a negative way. Because we need the negatives. Trust me, we do. Because if life was all positive, we'd burn ourselves out. We'd burn ourselves out trying to please everyone. We'd burn ourselves out trying to please ourselves. We'd burn ourselves out trying to overcreate. We need things in life to make us slow down. To make us stay grounded. To remind us who we are. As that being of light. To really know our purpose. So we can function how we're able to function in our day to day. But. That's so hard for us to do. With these palm pilots in our hands. I like to call the smartphones palm pilots. It reminds me of like some some futuristic type shit, you know, because growing up, I never thought we'd have a smartphone with a GPS that could be able to navigate us where we had to go. I remember back in 2013, I was still using MapQuest printouts. I had a Walmart track phone that I had to use to navigate myself i had eight minutes left i had to call up my dog fofo shout out daniel fuentes i had to call him up i was like look my phone's about to die can you go on the internet i'm lost in oklahoma i gotta get on this this geeky turnpike i need you come in clutch please this is where i'm at and i i've named some random street And I remember the last exit that I turned off of and he was able to navigate me out of there with eight minutes. And I had nothing but MapQuest printouts in my lap. He navigated me back to the Tuskegee Turnpike and that was that. But then when I got my smartphone, I never had that problem ever again. So I'm like, yo, this thing's really a Palm Pilot. It's really a navigation guy. So that's why when I like to get into an environment and get into the city, I like to just drive around, walk around, really get familiar with the place, know the place, tap in, 
So I don't even need that technology because, like I said, technology really drives me crazy because when I can't depend on that, because when it don't work, then what you asked out. Then I can't depend on myself. I can't be patient enough with myself to get to know myself, get to know my environment and know where I'm at to be able to navigate these waters and these waves and these vibes that we call life. You're telling me I can't detach from this certain wavelength to get to this wavelength? Nah, I can't just be dependent on one thing. And if I'm going to be dependent on one thing, it's got to be myself because even I know that I can't just depend on myself. So that's why you have to be patient with yourself and patient with others. And that's why when we have these breakups and intimate relationships, like really deep emotional relationships, it's so hard to let go because we go from spending every day with that person, talking to that person, and relating to that person in some way, shape, or form to just saying, you know what? It's over, done with. See you later. Bye. Like, if that's not planned, if that's not calculated, that's going to be so tough to deal with. And usually that's how it is. We're blindsided. We don't even know when the breakup's coming, right? And that's life. Sometimes life breaks up that current, breaks up that flow of where we're going, and it leads you in a new direction of where you want to go. So either you can be patient and just ride the wave or you can say, screw that. Let me force this upon the universe. Let me force this upon the world. Let me force this. Let me force my will upon others to get what I want. And yeah, that may last, but how long will that last? If that comes to fruition. And is that even really real? Is that. Do you have the real generosity. Of the people. Amongst you. Or do they all fear you. That's why this life is an illusion sometimes. We have to really peel back the curtains. Pal Pullins rolled on his back. He said he's really feeling it. He said he's spitting that. So I'm going to keep going. But I had to learn patience at a very young age. A very young age because when I was in kindergarten in Japan, I thought I was that nigga. So when you think you're that guy, you're going to get tried a few times. And whenever I did, I didn't. 
refrain on shining my light and letting people know who I am. So if they swung, I swung back. And my dad always told me, if somebody hits you, hit them back. And I'm like, what? Don't tell me twice. So I'm like, pop, 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 pop. And then when I get home, I mean, I get suspended because, I mean, I beat the kid up in school. And they never see the person who started it. They always see the retaliation. So always keep that in mind. I mean, you even see that in sports all the time. So be careful of who you paint as the villain. So anyway, we get home. I get home. My dad hears the news. And he's like, Spencer, what, what are you doing? The kids are spending from school, blah, 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 blah. And then I told him what happened. And then I was like, Dad, well, you know, or Daddy, you know, you told me. If somebody hit me, hit him back. And he was like, well, I'm not in school. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, and as a kid, you don't know. You expect your parents to know everything, but they don't have a clue. They're still learning from experience, too, and going on life. So everybody's open to the experience. And so he's handling how he's handling. I'm handling how I'm handling it. Next thing you know, I'm getting whooped from beating a nigga ass in school. So that's karma right there. So (laughs) next thing you know, I know not to fight in school anymore. So that's as simple as that. As simple as that. I'm like, look. (laughs) I ain't trying to get my my ass whooped for whooping a nigga ass in school. So I have to find other ways to outwit people who were trying to antagonize me. Because when you are on a positive route, you're always going to have people at a lower vibration to try to pull you down. And you have to be aware of that. And once you are aware of that, you have to develop ways of patience. So I developed some breathing techniques. I learned how to match that person's energy but to transmute that and to like jokes or little subtle jabs at them that I would say to make them know like yeah I'm aware of what's going on so chill out before you get exposed and then they fall back And then we go have our little private conversation on the side. And then, you know what I'm saying? Everything is kumbaya. If they wanted to be kumbaya. And when I was in Dallas recently, my Aunt Gwenny, she was talking to me about, you know, letting people know, like, what's good. And that really was mind-blowing to me. Not blind, not mind blowing to me, but I was just very enlightened by the conversation that we were having because Mangwini has a lot of wisdom. She's such a strong woman growing up, how she grew up, and then um, being a single mom. 
and raising my big cousin Kim and then seeing how Kim turned out and it's just like, yo, like, how can you not listen? So she was just put me on mad game. And then I was able to come back here to Phoenix and really reflect on that, reflect on the whole trip there and see how in my life, how I've been able to communicate how I feel and express how I feel in a way that lets people know like, yo, I know what's going on and I don't want to be a part of that. And if I am, then this is how it's got to be. And if not, then that's cool, but we still cool either way. And that's love. So, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. I can't compromise who I am because every time I compromise who I am, I get impatient with myself because I feel like I have to please other people. And when I say please other people, that means I have to serve other people with serve. I I have to serve other people before I serve my sole purpose and sole mission here on this earth. That's where I get perturbed. That's where I get frustrated. And that's why time management is so important. Because time management teaches you patience. It teaches you process. It teaches you step by step how to go about your day. So if you have mastery over your time, then you have mastery over your life because time is the only thing that we can't get back and is the most expensive luxury that we have on this earth. And the most abundant virtue that we have on this earth to compound time is patience. It's patience because patience allows things to grow. It allows people to grow. It allows businesses to grow. It allows life itself to grow and flow. And every time we force our will on something that's trying to grow, we'll stunt its growth. And then it will never see its full potential. Whatever we stunted, it will never see its full potential. So don't cheat yourself. Don't get angry with yourself. Don't stray away from your plan just because it's not popping off like you expected it to pop off. You have to stay the course. That's why you have to make little goals to hit. To keep that momentum going. Because it's hard to get that momentum back once it's slowed down, once it's stopped. 
Because then you're thinking, is it even worth it? Should I even do it? Or you're thinking, maybe tomorrow. When you give yourself too much time, that's when you begin to feel restless. Start feeling impatient. But you're so accustomed to giving yourself time. So you're always thinking, oh, I got time. Oh, I got time. Then all you're doing is wasting time. And then you feel rushed whenever you're on your grind. And then you want to see results quick because we're in such a society of where we have instant gratification. We want instant gratification. We want everything now. We don't appreciate the art. We don't appreciate the talent, the gift. We don't give it time to cultivate. Like, look at the baby. The baby is a prime example of what's going on. Like, this man is so, is so burnt out, it seems, to me. Social media says that he needs to switch up the flow, or he never switches up the flow, or every beat, every song is the same. And then the baby... He's aware of this. He knows this. He gets lost in this. And then he tries to switch up the flow. Does all this, that, and the third. And then they still say he's trash. Like, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? Like, it don't make no sense. You can't please. You can't please the world. Trying to cater to the world. You can only please the world by catering to yourself. Because you are this life's greatest gift. You are this world's greatest manifestation. Look what look at look at everything you've accomplished so far. I mean, if you're even listening to this con if you're even listening to this podcast, that means you've accomplished a lot in life in itself. There's many trials and tribulations that you've overcome. There's many times you smiled over the tears you cried. Even though them tears you cried may have felt like you was in hell those few days. Those few months. But it's all good. You made it out. And we're going to make it out this life, too. So once we leave here, what you going to do? You constructing everything that you're going to do in your next life now. Your routine, how you conduct yourself, your hard work, your laziness, that's all going to translate into the next life as above, so below. So. Everything you manifest down here is only going to be amplified when we ascend. Or if you're living in a low vibration, 
it's going to be amplified on the low end. So you decide where you want to go. Patience is key, though. It really is key. It's brought me a long way in my journey. I didn't know. Like when I planned to go back to Kansas, I didn't know it was going to happen. I just took everything day by day. Kept um, going to school, bagging groceries at the commissary, making bank. <laughs> uh, I say making bank because every time I say that, I think of my pops. <laughs> and that's just the competitive side of me. <laughs> that's just the competitive side of me. That's the competitive side of me. Because <laughs> me and my dad go back and forth all the time about that. Be like, yo, I can't. But yo, <laughs> yeah, just competitive side of me. But um, working out, going to school, and bagging groceries reestablishing the relationship with my family that I lost contact with that was that was all my focus so I took that day by day and then I kept having to do what I had to do my daily tasks to get back to Kansas to play football and that's what I did that's what I did I got back in contact with my family. For real. It was a blessing. I didn't know all that I was diving into. Once I got back in contact with my family. But I was open. Because I know it had to be better than what I had just gone through. Because I... I remember what it was like seeing my family every time we go to Chicago in the summer and in Christmas for the best times in my life. But when you're going through turmoil, you got to be patient because it's all temporary. Happiness is temporary. Sadness is temporary. How do you find that balance and how do you stay motivated to get up each and every day to live this life? Mine is to be better than I was yesterday. That's cliche, but I mean, it really is. It really is. I want to learn more than I learned yesterday. I want to adventure more than I learned. I want to adventure more than I adventured yesterday. And if I'm pursuing a woman, I want to, you know, compound on that. Or I want to, you know, <laughs> yo, pal, pal, pal. I don't know if y'all can hear pal snoring, but he really, he's snoring. Like, this man sleep. <laughs> he sleep for real. But um, 
Yeah. Like, I just have to seek more. Because if I'm going to wake up another day, I just can't do the same thing. And if I'm going to do the same thing, I want to learn more and do more of the same thing that I'm doing. But when you're able to do so much, it's really important to figure out what needs come first and then everything else will take care of itself once you develop a flow once you develop a rhythm everything else will fall into place but there has to be some type of core some type of structure and you have to be patient and finding that. So you're going to go through different ways of trying things. But it, it's going to work itself out. You're going to figure it out. It's like a Rubik's Cube. I've never figured out a Rubik's Cube. But I, I, could, I feel like my life's a Rubik's Cube. And I figured it out. So you can do it too. Just be patient with yourself. Be gentle with yourself. Especially when you're learning something new. You know the cliche of Rome wasn't built in the day. Your temple's not built in the day either. But your structure, your temple was built in nine months. And if you're listening now, look how far you've came since then. What's stopping you from ascending higher? So be patient with yourself. Let yourself grow. Be like a tree. Be like the Bodhi tree. Be like the grass that we water. Be like the flower that's pollinated by the bees. Be that child that's always curious, wanting to seek, wanting to explore more. Be that light. Because when we try to force our will, impose our will, we're just scared what we want away because we're being impatient. That's right, pal. <laughs> That's right. Nah, man. That's why nobody likes a clingy person. I don't like a clingy person. I don't know if I like a clingy person or not. <laughs> we'll talk about another episode. You know, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. But... Patience is key. Patience is necessary. We get so upset by becoming impatient because we want something so fast. We want that internet to work. We want that page to load. We want that guy or we want that girl to text back. 
You know what I mean? Don't obsess over anything but yourself, your growth, and your peace. Protect that at all costs. And patience will come naturally. Because love is patient. Love is kind. And anytime you catch yourself in a jealous state, in a worried state, it's not love. Let go. Be patient. Feel what you're feeling. If it's not serving you, let it go. Breathe and move on. And follow that breath to a higher plane. Sit on that and then attract nothing but positive vibes. Feel what it's like to be happy. What do you want from that? What are you willing to do for that? How are you going to do it? Why are you doing it? And the rest will play out. This is a great age we're living in. This is the creation age. This is a great time to manifest. This is a great time. It's very fruitful, very abundant. So please just be patient with your process. Plant good seeds. Stay true to you. This is your boy Sensei Spies. Man, this this episode's been fun. I had to get it out. I had to get it out. Um, if you haven't copped the book, A Love So Blind, um, why? <laughs> Pat, what are you doing? He's trying to figure out why, too. He just woke up. He was on his back. He flipped over. He was like, why haven't y'all copped the book if you haven't copped the book? If you want a book, go ahead and go over to Amazon or go to barnesandnoble.com or go to Books A Million or wherever else you can buy a book. Just type in A Love So Blind. Type in Spencer Pullen. And P-U-L-L-E-N, by the way. And go ahead and get you a copy. And let's discuss that because the audiobook is coming soon. Audiobook is coming soon. Merch coming soon as well. Shout out my dog, Trap Artist. They're out of Chicago. If you need any logos, ads, visuals, hit them up. And as always, if you want to become a visionary, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Spooky Visions. Spooky Visions with a Z at the end of Visions, not an S. So, Thank you for listening to episode 17. It's been fun. I love y'all. Stay patient with yourself. Stay patient with your process. Trust your process. Plant good seeds and everything will come to fruition just how you want it. Love.